Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm still sort of orange colored. Still? It doesn't look like it. No, no, it's definitely lessened, which is weird to me. I don't know why it would... I don't know. But yeah, I, I still look... I will say that my friend, Ashley, who I trust, mm-hmm. told me I should keep getting it because I looked healthy. Interesting. What do you think, Nick? Um, and we're talking about my spray tan. Yeah, maybe go to the like the tanning salon. That's bad for you, though. Once a week or something. I think the ones they have now are not. No, they're bad. all... Any sort of UV light, anything's bad for you. That's why people get the spray tan, because it's not bad for you. But aren't some of them like not UV? They're different types of light. Any they... form of burning your skin is bad. It's not good. Also, I'm prone. I have skin cancer in my family. Uh, then maybe. But yeah, Ashley said I should get spray tan every once in a while. Don't know. It's a life decision. Yeah, I just don't see that it would be worth your time. Well, I mean, yeah, it is like a. It's about an eight-hour. You sticky. And then, <laughs> you, yeah, go. then last you know, the thing is, is just admitting you got it all the time. Like, what are you, where are you going? Oh, I gotta go get spray tan tomorrow. Like yeah. what? Hmm? Maybe if you did it in the summer. Maybe. I don't then know. it would be cool. Then it's like, oh, Kevin was on vacation. Let's talk about his <laughs> interesting week. You're like, I just was standing in a booth getting sprayed by yeah. some person that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, guys, important announcement. My album is out right now. Right now. Right this second. Literally Here's now. You Here's what you do. You go to allthingscomedy.com. Buy it. And you buy it. Buy it with... Buy it. Buy. I'm buying it. Everyone needs to buy it. Fucking buy it, people. Um, I don't mean to sound mean or angry, but buy it. It's just urgency. This is one of those moments where you get to do the right thing or the wrong thing. The right thing is to buy it. The wrong support the people that you like. What's the wrong thing to do? Not buying it. That's correct. Buying it's the right thing. Support (laughs) the people who make things that you like, so they can continue to make the things you like. So this is important. It's 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 not. It's five bucks. It's not a lot of money. Everyone might not has be five bucks. Might be more. Might be more. How much? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, on iTunes, it's nine ninety nine, so it might be like nine ninety nine or ten. Regardless, bucks. that's yeah. not a lot of money. We've all we we buy stuff on iTunes, well, no matter how much it costs. Here's the deal: it's going to be worth it, and it's going. You're helping the people whose art you enjoy. It's my first album. Yeah. So I'm very excited. I worked hard on it. It's good. Um, I heard it. It is good. It's ten bucks. Yep. Buy it. Oh yeah, you were there. You saw it. I saw <laughs> I was it. like, "Where'd you hear the?" Oh my god! I was oh, yeah. literally there. Um, so is- yeah, it's my first album. It's called "Stop Not Owning This." Um, it is available on All Things Comedy. Go there, get it. Now, here's why you get it on All Things Comedy over iTunes. Unless you're one of those fucking, I gotta get something on iTunes. It is absolutely available there. And be my guest if that's what you want to do. But I get more money if you buy it on All Things Comedy. That's just a damn truth. And they're. Uh, as you know, by if you listen to this, they're a great podcast network, and they're branching out into a comedy label. Yeah, There's a few albums out there already by Sam Tripoli, Jackie Cation, Brian Sclero. They're all very funny, uh, and mine is is the latest one. So support a label and a podcast network that does comedy by the comics for the comics. It's a fucking cool thing. You're supporting you know? a movement. You really are. I mean, supporting a person you like and a movement that is the right thing for art. Yeah, you're allowing comics to do what they want to do and put it out there for, you know, the world to hear. Supporting honest art. Ten years ago, I couldn't have done this. Nope. Would have been literally impossible. Um, Mostly because I was four years into comedy and I was not ready to put out an album. But say I was, you know, a decade in, in 2003 or four, these resources weren't available. This is a new movement. You guys, you're going to do, I believe in you, that you're going to do the right thing. This is the right thing. 
I believe in you to do it. You're going to do it. We're all going to do it together. It's going to be a shared moment, which is exciting. Be a part of that moment. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Yeah. Being part of the problem is you not buying it. Is you not owning it. Buy it. So stop not owning this. Allthingscomedy.com. Buy an album. And thank you in advance. And you know what? I promise to never put out an album. You'll (laughs) never have to buy anything from us, this podcast again. So there you go. You just saved 10 bucks by spending 10 bucks. Literally. (laughs) Okay. Um, And rate it and review it and spread the word. Tweet about it. Tweet at me. Tell me what you think. All that stuff. Let's be interactive. Let's spread the word. And uh, let's let comics, you know, put out albums, make money, go on the road, and continue to do this kind of stuff. Yep. Um, Speaking of comedians, our episode today is Court McCowan. Court's good dude. Great fact: Court was in Can't Buy Me Love. I was in the remake. Isn't that so weird? It's great. It's so funny how that worked out. Court's had a real interesting life. He's been in Hollywood a very long time. Oh yeah, he's 1953. He's a real ladies' man. (laughs) One of the more handsome men you've ever seen. Great tan on him. Doesn't need to spray anything on his body. Yeah, master, master uh, golf. He's amazing golfer. We didn't get into golf much, but he is a great golfer. Don't know anything about it. Yep, I don't. I do. Um, but Court's a funny dude. This is our dirtiest episode ever, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we talk a lot about like hot girls and sex, and he tells some like cool stories about his like you know crazy younger years. And we, I get know. uncomfortable just because the sex talk. So you can yeah, we get a little descriptive. We're not gonna yep. get into detail because you know what? We want you to fucking listen. Yeah. Um, but Court's a funny guy. He's a nice dude, and he's got some great stories. Yeah. Um. Which he, I mean, we barely scratched the surface. I'm sure he'll be back. He's done a bunch of other, he's done Ari's podcast. He's yeah. told a, a bunch of stories on there. So listen to this one if you like it. You know, he's done a bunch of others. He has his own podcast as well yep. on com- or on All Things Comedy with Joe Bartnick. Yep. And the name of that podcast is, it's not coming to me. <laughs> Fuck. I thought by the end of that sentence, I would have it. It's called the, um, Son of a bitch. I'm sorry, Court. I know I should know this. I just did it, too. <laughs> and um, Court's got a great body. Uh, he's got a skull tattoo on his right arm that's bomb. It's uh, got a rose in its mouth. Um, yeah, he used to hang out with a lot of... He told me a lot of good cocaine stories. <laughs> uh, he's worked a long time for Playboy. He's been around a lot of naked girls. He's run the worked on Playboy radio network. Court's got that like weird thing where like he did a bunch of drugs when he was younger. He partied like crazy, and then he just didn't age. Yep, I don't know how. And you're like, how the fuck do you do that? Like him and John Stamos and Rob Lowe. Yeah, exactly. And all these guys have the ability to just like, oh, you know what? We're never aging. Yep. And we're gonna do whatever we want and stay young forever. Court's an immortal, everybody. Uh, I'm trying to look at the name of his podcast. He's a Highlander. I can't remember the name of it. Well, I don't think you should search for it for the next four minutes on, during the intro. Court, we mentioned it at the end. Of, we definitely mentioned it at the end of the episode, so you'll hear it. But enjoy. Oh, does he mention the name of his show? Yeah, that's right because it's called. You know, sometimes you hope you're going to go. Nope. I'm going to. I'm yeah. going to start the sentence, and then I'm going to know it. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, enjoy um, Court McCowan. And buy my album, you buy guys. Himself. Once again, it is called stop not owning this there are going to be links all over my twitter in the profile in my tweets on my instagram in the profile to it on allthingscomedy.com on itunes um on joe rogan's podcast i'll be talking about it i'll be on there um and oh yeah dates you have any road dates 
Uh, I'll be in Brea with Chris Porter, 15, 16, 17. Brea uh, Nice. Yeah. Brea's a good club. Chris Porter's a fucking cool dude. Great dude. Um, I am going to be, here's where I'm going to be, August 27th, I will be at the uh, Zany's Comedy Club in Chicago with Mr. Ari Shafir. Yep. August 27th. One show, you guys. It's almost sold out. That was as of yesterday. So if you live out there, get tickets. We're doing one show. And I might pick up like a gig or two in the city if I can. And if I do, I will let you know. And uh, September 4th, 5th, and 6th, I will be in New York. I haven't been in New York in so long. Um, I'll be in New York with uh, Bobby Lee at Gotham Comedy Club. That is September 4th, 5th, 6th. And then September 25th, 6th, 7th, I will be in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Improv. Uh, So come to all those shows if you live in those areas. And uh, by then you'll have purchased my album, Stop Not Owning This, on All Things Comedy. And you hopefully won't see a lot of that material (laughs) on stage. We'll see how much new stuff I've come up with then. But... um, so yeah, there you have it. Check and out Court's th- podcast, Insensitivity Training. Yes. I'm a better friend than you. Did you look it up? Yeah. You son of a bitch. I was j- I was halfway through. While I was looking at my road dates, I'm scrolling through the site, <laughs> trying to find Court's picture on there. Insensitivity Training. Yeah. That's what it's called. Uh, okay. All right. Um, anyway, enjoy this episode with Mr. Court McCowan. We love you guys. Thank you. like a kind of fear it's like i need to basically blind you with all this shit because if you meet the real me you're not gonna like it it, it kind of makes it, it speaks to me like to me of like low self-esteem kind of that's what i think when i see that a lot of the time i i don't disagree with you at all. Like I mean, you're afraid like, i think more so in guys than in girls i think women um i think women have more of a self-consciousness it's like, like when you see a short a, dude than with a self-esteem thing I, I don't think it's necessarily esteem as much as it is this self-consciousness about how? What am I presenting? Well, yeah. there's also more of a demand on women to be more. That's presentable. the thing Absolutely. too. You know? Absolutely. So a Guys lot of times you feel to. bad because you're like, you know, it's not a lot of this. This this weird standard is being so put upon them. We don't nearly. We don't catch any of that shit in comparison, really. As it should be. <laughs> As but, it. But it's like when be. you see a short dude with tall hair, you're like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, do you really? Are we really expecting me to buy? There's more skull underneath those bangs. Yeah. Like, that's not. Come on. Yeah, with dudes, it's like you're peacocking. You know, you're like, yeah. here, check out my awesome watch and my gold blazer and my fucking cool sports car or whatever. And in real life, it's like you don't represent most of that. You probably live in a fucking one bedroom apartment, but you put all this money into a seventy thousand dollar Beamer. You know, and you have all this like crazy clothing because you want to get the girl that you think's way out of your league. But if she sees you and goes, "Oh, that guy looks like he's got a lot of cash," you can get. See, I have, I have, I have next to zero confidence, self confidence in a weird way, in a in a weird thing because I always like look at girls and it's like I go, "Nap, she's way fucking." I, there's no way I yeah. can keep up with that. Me too. So how do you They're, always get hot girls then? I I don't always get hot girls. I love that you think that it's, it's a Court. dude. 
Court. You've had like Court. Playmates. Court. Playmates are generally. I'm gonna Court. say this. They're generally. Court. This is fucking us. hot. Court. This is us. What are you doing? What are you doing over there? Court. I don't know. I now, wish I've I seen. Know. I've been at I the comedy store with you, and you've taken out your phone and shown me pictures. Maybe Playboy I, I, has done <laughs> ugly girl issues. Yeah. Which, like, which issue? Of, which issue? Of potato. Sack. Down home and homely. Did you? Did, did the one you crushed? No, dude. You've <laughs> you've literally been with lots of excessive women whose beauty is partially their source of income. Yes, that's true. Okay. Yeah. So how does that happen? How do you do I, that? I don't I have no idea. There's gotta be some confidence in there somewhere to be I've like I've only dated one model. So did four other people at the comedy store. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I have no idea. I I, I have no idea. I don't um, and again, most of the ones you very, very shallow girls um, not all, you know, n- not of girls of, of stature or, you know, of high self-esteem. Yeah. I mean, they're hanging out with me. So obviously <laughs> their self-esteem has been shot somewhere down the road. Um, and a weird uncle touched them. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I have no idea. I dated, you know, I lived with a girl for two years that was, I mean, I would consider her to say, she, to me, she was beautiful. You know, but a very average looking girl, you know, a nurse, um, you know, very, very normal, um, you know, to me, very pretty. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, you know, it's not the looks don't really get me. I mean, yeah, I worked for Playboy for a long time, so it was there. There was just a round. Right. right. It was ever there was it's constantly. You were like there. the strip club DJ. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I mean, I hosted Playboy radio for a year, so I saw. A year of you know, I saw every day was Playmates and in yeah. Cyber Girls and all this stuff, and then I did Playboy comedy for nine years. So for nine years, every month we had a new Playmate. So that's ninety. That's a hundred and eight Playmates. Yeah. So I saw a hundred and eight Playmates during this, and and you know, and, and I was running the show. So it's like I was the you know the yeah. the DJ at the strip club. You're in a place of importance. Yeah, and, and you made them. You talked to them. You made them feel comfortable. You know, and, it was and a, they would come to the comedy show. And you know, the first few years, I was probably not very funny, and I was a newer comic. And then as it, you know, as I got better, it's like, I mean, you'd have girls that were like, you know, they're like, like chuckle fuckers in a way. Yeah, you know, and it's like they would like go, oh my god, he's so funny. And it's like, and I would also meet girls playmates at the time that it was their first signing. The first they had just been released as a playmate, right. right? So they they it was their first. Ta- they were in Las Vegas at the Palms, and it was like their first time. And like I had set it up where they're like right. signing magazines yeah. for the masses, and it's like you're part this, of this moment. I'm part of this whole moment. They're like, oh my god, it's so great, you know, and, ah, and then a few little <laughs> you know drinks in them, and next thing you know, you know, there's you know. There's shit going there's on. Bodily yeah. fluids. Yeah, there's bodily <laughs> fluids exchange, and 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 that and that's like uh, you know, and that happened a few times, and then you know the reality of it is, look at them a year later, and they won't even talk to me because now they've got you know a basketball player or soccer, you know, somebody else is yeah. like, you that's know, what I'm saying. Like, there's a certain level of attracted to where. When you, in a weird way, you're like, okay, you. A lot of people are gonna want to use me for my looks, so I might as well let the richest, most successful, fascinating people use me. I can get to. Why not? Yeah, 100%. Like it's like it's. I'm. They're gonna use me for my body anyways. So it might as well be a CEO. You right. Know, I, unless I'm falling in true love with someone, but as long as I'm just out, I might as well be someone with a private fucking jet. Well, I mean, I don't know if a lot of girls think that way. I think they just are like, if you grew up that hot, you're you. You're kind of like taught to think like 
that shallowness is important. So it's like, oh, things like looks and money and whatever else are. So they kind of find each other. Yeah. So that rich guy who's like, you know what? Having this sick-ass watch and a fucking Ferrari and like two homes on both coasts, that's important. So I'm going to, you know, I, I need to get like the hottest girl. Who cares what's on the inside? Those girls are looking for that dude too. Yeah. And I think, and I think you get to a point where like, I'll get like your, your friend Lizzie Cap, okay, <laughs> right. smoking hot girl, smoking right. hot girl. But at this point in her life and in her career and her things, she's like, I don't want that douchebag. I can fly. I can do that myself. Yeah, yeah. Lizzie's I, take I don't, care of her. I don't, I don't need that fucking douchebag. And I think right. the girls that, that I, you know, I'm still single. I want to get married eventually, uh-huh. you know, and it's like, but I want that girl that's like, doesn't give a fuck about the the financial status of it all. I'm not saying that, you know, she, that I want to, you know, that she wants to meet some poor dude or whatever, right. but it's like, but, but someone that, that's got enough, like, like I've been on my own since I was 16. I take care of myself, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, and I can take, you know, and I can take care of someone, but I want someone that doesn't expect me to fly them to Italy, you know, for uh, our vacation this year. That's fine. If we, if we fucking went down to, fucking rosarita for a romantic weekend or something yeah. you know that's like it's not about it's not about the materialistic side of a relationship it's about the foundation and the real emotion of a relationship and that's and that comes with i think it comes with a little bit of maturity in women mm-hmm. much more so than it does what they look like i think it, even a i almost think you could say the same thing about dudes as you get more mature yeah. you stop going after like just the hotness of a girl there was a great quote in a vice magazine it showed like a basically like a above average looking girl and she was doing something really funny and they were like uh wear as much makeup as you want guys but we all end up marrying our friend's hilarious sister yeah, and you're like, yeah, like it's the girl you can get along with the best for well, the longest period of time. Well, because the one fade. thing I well, yeah, well, fade. I mean, we're all gonna look like, like shit. over time, but also to you, to when you. you, when you meet when, the second you meet a girl, it's the looks you're looking at, obviously, because 100%. that's all you can see, yeah. and then you go, oh wow, that's great. But it doesn't matter how hot the girl is physically after a while. You just forget about it, and then her personality I almost and think how good do you... Month, within a month, their looks stop mattering immediately. Well, some okay. girls are really okay. hot, so okay. it takes longer. Okay. We're, we're, we're taking this way to the other side of that. that. No, 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 no. What do you mean? I still say, okay, yes, all that fades a little bit. Mm. It does fade a little bit. But it's like, let's be realistic. Let's say you, you marry a girl. All right, let's say you get married. Because sex sex goes away at some point. You know, it's it's not the not the top priority yeah i mean you're you, you know you're dating a hot girl and you're fucking every day for the first year or whatever yeah. it is and then you know four yeah. years down Jesus the line court you know it's like it's like you're uh <laughs> you know but it's so much better if your girl's really fucking hot because four years later you can still look at that ass and go i love that ass and that's a hot it's still a hot ass well yeah it's but valid. it's not as important and it's not not as, as important as what i'm just saying thought. but it's a, it's it's like it's it's like if you buy a brand new mercedes okay and you buy a brand new miata all right yeah. okay the miata is just as old as the mercedes is four years later but four years later you're still driving a mercedes right. and four years later you're driving a fucking four-year-old miata and the Mercedes is going to be a much better ride. But let me tell you this though: like four years in, let's say if your if your relationship is so strong, like on a personal level, will you love the person so much? Like if 
the body, let's say that awesome ass, say she put on 10 or 15 pounds, you're not going to look at it like, fuck, man, this relationship's going to suffer now because this body's not as no, good as it No, no, I'm was. not saying that. I'm just, I'm just saying that having a really hot girl four years later you still have a really hot girl as opposed to your funny your your yeah. your sister's funny yeah. friend who four years later might got a might might not be so funny i guess anymore. a better way to put it is like the personality will outlast the looks Hunter, oh, i agree i i really agree and i mean and that's the whole so thing i'd is rather like, like 10 years later have a personality and a person i can yeah. look at and go thank god i get to be with this person every no, day instead I, I, of like, I, check out that hot ass because I can go walk outside right now and look at hot asses all over the no, place. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying if you had both, if they were both equal. So if they were both right. equal, if you oh, have, you mean the dream girl? Yes, the dream <laughs> right. girl. Yes, but in real <laughs> yes. life, you got to make sacrifices and compromises. I, I'm sorry. Yes, I forgot. Oh yes, I'm that, sorry. I didn't know you were talking about the dream woman. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yes, the fantasy. Yes, that <laughs> yeah. I'm still living in. Yes, okay, that I'm yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Fo- I'm still focused on. Right. I haven't mm-hmm. come down to reality yet. I still the have the Maxim yeah. model with the baseball card collection. Is what yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The one who the one bit. who buys men's watches to share with her with her yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I used to do a bit where I would sit there and over the years go, "What's a perfect woman?" Da da so on and so forth, and then I eventually settled down and realized that the perfect woman, with all the things you want in life, is Mystique from X Men. Uh. The girl that changes shapes and can turn into <laughs> any other yeah. woman in the world because right. you literally have it all in uh. one woman. That's a good one. And Get on the, it, ladies. That's the only instance you're ever going to find it in real life. Yeah. And that's not even a real character. It's like a fictional thing. I agree. But if yeah. there was a mystique in real life, that would be the perfect woman. There you go. I mean, people change people change a lot over the course of their lives and it must be great when some when the person you picked after you've been with them like 10 years changes into something you still like. That's a real lottery pick. But I do think that even, you know, I mean, I've I've known people that I dated like 10 years ago or 12 years, you know, whatever. Uh And I see him now. And some of the times I'm, I'm you, most of the time, most of the time I'm usually like, thank fucking God. I dodged that bullet. Right. Because, you know, it was, it was just like, it was, there was this self-centered, you know, shit about them in Mm -hmm. the beginning. And, and it's just gone to a point now where you're just like, Oh God, I would choke her out in her. Do you ever, do you ever see come across women that like got through all like got over all the shit you didn't like about them and turned into like completely like Pearson like oh you got you got past all that crap um I'm sure there's some I don't you know <laughs> they don't talk to me they ain't trying to fuck uh, with uh, you <laughs> yeah, they don't talk to me anymore. Yeah. so there hasn't ever been a girl where you're like fuck I, I that one got away um not really I, I don't think um I mean I I think that there was like you know, there's a girl in your 20s, you know, that you really fall in love with that you think right. is just the, ah, it's just, I think you measure relationships in a weird way from that, that one, that, that not necessarily the first love, but the first real, you know, I think there's a time like for me, I don't know about anybody else, but you like, you know, you've met the parents, you've, you've, you know, she's met your, you know, there's this whole kind yeah. of thing and yeah. you've been to her home, you've seen her family, you've got to know, you know, and this whole thing. And then you, you know, you kind of think that it's, it's like, oh, I, I, you know, you kind of can picture, you know, you've made plans for, you know, not just next week, but you know, oh, this and that. Yeah. And then it ends terribly or, you know, whatever. And then you're just like, 
it takes forever to get over and you kind of measure relationships by that. Right. And I think, I think that one's a tough one to get over, you know, and I think you carry that a little bit deep into even, even deeper, you know, but I think, um, but other than that, I mean, I, I mean, basically, my twenties to my mid thirties, I was just a fucking mess. Anyway. It's a real waste to meet someone great in your twenties. Yeah, you don't know fucking anything. You really don't. And and the weird part was, is I was kind of in a way lucky or unlucky in that from like twenty four, twenty five to like thirty seven, I was just a, a a fucking mess. Right. So it was like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't capable of developing anything but a relationship with cocaine and alcohol mm-hmm. so um you know other than that it was like you know they are pretty great wingmen though <laughs> they are, they are. <laughs> some it, of the they, best i mean literally that's the only reason they've they've, like, yeah, they've lost yeah. awesome. i i they do i do agree women, yeah. i think i mean cocaine is definitely the um it's the equalizer in any hot girl i mean i was just in i was in la jolla the other night and there in this really hot girl had approached me and was like, and there was a bunch of us down there. And so we all ended up going to this bar that they ended up being at. We didn't like plan it. And it was kind of like, and then they turned us and they go, do you have any cocaine? You know, do you want to get some <laughs> cocaine? And I was, you know, and I was like, did you not see my act? It's like, I, you know, I've you know, I'm sober a long time. And I was <laughs> just like, and I was like, no, I don't know where you can get cocaine. But I just thought, I remember that's like, all I, you know, you know, 12, 13 years ago, it would have been, yeah. But yeah, in my pocket. Here. In my pocket, but, you know, we're, we're not, we're not going to do it here. We're going back to, you know, which is, yeah. was, you know, it was just, it was a done. It's a done deal. Right. Done deal. Cocaine, Every time. I don't, I've never done it. I don't know. I know very little about it, but it makes you more confident, correct? It, um, it's, I think what it does is it takes whatever personality you have and puts it into like that extra gear but at the same time, it's just shrouded with the devil. I mean, it's just, there's nothing. I really believe it's evil. Right. I really do. Really? After all, I, it's evil. Huh. It's just evil. What does it do to women? Uh, I don't, I've actually never really heard people describe what women are like on Coke. You hear a lot about dudes being kind of obnoxious and loud and like overconfident. You know, Mike Young's bit. You ever hang out with a guy that's doing so much Coke, you start a business together? Yeah. yeah like yeah. it's that, it's that it kind of like heightens the dude. Like it's like, yeah. What does it do? How do women, in your experience, tend to react to doing blow? Um, nudity and uh, nudity and threesomes. Huh. That's uh, that tends yeah, to be yeah, a yeah. very common. It's an inhibition killer. It just for some reason, it's like because you drink more. They drink more and it just kind of, but they're not, it's kind of like instead of falling over drunk, they're just standing up drunk <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and it just kind of goes, it, it, it kind of wakes them up and kind of yeah. like, you know, it's just, I swear, nudity and threesomes. That's I will, really some what of the happens few, with Some of the few late night texts I've gotten that are like, hey, are you up? Where later women admitted they had a little bit of Coke. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I got they're a, good, good. I got a New Year's Eve text go. that was like, you up? To a girl I hadn't talked to in a while. Yeah. And then later she's like, yeah, I may have done some blow. I was like, oh, fair yeah. enough. And, and I'll tell you right now, you were probably one of eight people. Yeah, no, that was that a group phone. text. Yeah. You know, that was like, because I remember one oh, of Oh, she was close to my house. That's why I got that text. Well, yeah. I'm so happy that there weren't cell phones and texting when I was like, you know, texting was yeah. not around when I was <laughs> yeah. on a fucking rampage <laughs> because I used to literally go through my like roll, you know, go through my phone book and we're calling <laughs> chicks at like 1.30, 2.30 in the morning. And if they ever picked up, you're like, game yeah. on yeah because yeah. the minute they would pick up you're like i'll either come there or you come here 
and you know and i mean oh it was it was the i, I mean it's the same yeah. now you if Game you text on. someone late and they reply you're like well you replied how many different girls in one night back when you were partying what was your biggest number um well the one craziest night i ever had was with um four girls from san francisco at the same time or yeah, separate it, yeah no it's all together now <laughs> <laughs> That's proud of you. Great. That was proud of you. Different girls and proud one of night. you. But four at you. once is that was the craziest great. night. One of the craziest nights ever. Well, what happened? And, well, I had been with one of the girls before. I had been with this other girl before in San Francisco, and I knew her. And they came down, and they were. And I remember we were going. We were at dinner at uh, Sushi Roku right by my house, uh-huh. and we were at Sushi Roku, and there was like this, and it was so amazing. The like the the scope of it because there was a, an Asian girl, this really blonde girl. My girl was brunette. And then there was another girl that was kind of a brunette, kind of uh, Hispanic almost, like looking kind of thing, like yeah. kind of Latino, not Latino, but looked kind of like So it. far you've described a McDonald's commercial. It was. It was the yeah. United Colors of Benetton. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. And and I was sitting there and I was talking to this girl and I was like, wow, I go so-and-so. And we were very, we were friends that fucked. Mm. We weren't like boyfriend, you know, we never, we were just friends that had fucked, gotten yeah. drunk one night and fucked. Best kind of friend. And, uh, <laughs> so she was your best friend. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I was going and she said something and one of the girls, and they got up and the girls went to the bathroom and my friend was sitting there and I go, yeah, well, I was, I go, well, I was hoping, you know, we could get together, you know, we were going to get together, but you brought your friend. She goes, she goes, just uh, play your cards right. This could turn out to be the best night of your life. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she goes, just play your cards right. This could be the best night of your life. I'm, I've been working on this night for a long time. And I was like, what? And so it was all her idea. It was all yeah. her scheme. Wow. And we went back to my apartment, which was like four blocks from Sushi Roku. And uh, we I, we got a bottle of Jack Daniels. We got all we did all this, you know. And they were drinking. There was no cocaine, oddly enough, no cocaine. Wow. And we smoked some weed, and we did all this stuff. And uh, and it just one thing led to another thing, and it was just like there was like all these naked girls in my apartment, and I was having fun. <laughs> Wow. It was un- in a weird way. Only another woman could really make that. Oh, happen. there's no way I could have ever. I didn't do anything, by the way. Yeah. I had no. I I was. Your job was to sit there and appear like a good dude. A hundred. None of them would be like. Her job was to be like. Court's a great guy, and your job was to be like. Oh shuck, stop it. Well, here was I think their plan. Their plan was like we're getting out of San Francisco. We're going to Los Angeles. We're going to get fucked up. Right. I know this guy that's a good looking guy. Fucked before. And we're going to go have a wild night because we've all wanted to lick each other's pussies before right. and we can't do it. It, we, it would be weird if we did it in one of our apartments. Right. So, you know, because then yeah. we'll have the memory of that. Yeah. This and needs so, to be a lost weekend. This type needs situation. to be a lost weekend type thing. And they came down and they did. I mean, it was unreal it was one of it's still this herald you know yeah. i still in my uh in your spank my bank. sexual career that was yeah. the all-time greatest <laughs> night ever that's pretty amazing i wonder if lots of women have nights like that that they never tell us when they actually start dating us i don't know but i oh, know guaranteed. that the next morning the next morning at least I, one next morning i was in bed with two girls mm-hmm. and there were two girls out on the couch and I rolled over and was like, kind of like rubbing up against this one girl. And I was like, fuck. And I just, and I fucked the girl. The one girl got pissed the, the next morning. The girl that was next to me in bed got pissed. Why? I don't know. I don't know. And then that kind of ruined the next night. The next night could have been another stellar evening. Yeah. 
But I mean, I don't know how it could have topped the night. But it was exactly. like, but it was. You know what you should have done? You should have gotten up, not fucked any of them, and made them all breakfast. Yeah. And then it's like, you know what he did? This guy. No. Then I'm their bitch, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be their bitch. You don't make amazing breakfast. You're just like, here's food. Yeah. And then you go, I gotta leave. And then yeah, you leave. four bowls of cereal. Yeah. yeah. What we're saying. I could have just like made toast and just left. Maybe she yeah. got mad because you just fucked that one girl and not her. And not didn't try to nail her. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know. She could have been like, oh, remember last night? We're doing this together. Yeah. I know. I kind of think that was part of it, that but it was like, it. it's in the morning, and I had had one of those nights where it was like, I was physically drained and yeah. and and biologically drained. This is a pre-Viagra yeah. moment. Oh, no, no. I... I, oh, you know, not oh, Viagra, just for getting drunk and smoking. Oh, no, no, I had, I, had, I had the Viag. I oh, had, you did? Oh, 100%. Okay. 100%. You used the Viagra? Oh, yeah. Why? What, what would you need for it for? Women. You were like 30. Huh? No, I was like 36, 35, 36, maybe 36, I don't know. But I had, I used to keep Viagra because I used to do a ton of blow. Uh, and so when you do blow, you, you it's sometimes hard work. to get the... Boy, but when you do Viagra and you don't need Viagra... It's like your third, your you come once on Viagra. It's like the second time is like and like you can almost rub the skin off your penis before you come the second time. It just it's is like a steel rod. It's weird, and it's like, but it's fantastic. If well, if you're fucking four girls at one, but no, time. but I'm just, but I'm well, even if you're like with an, a, one girl that you're really into, uh-huh. and it's like, and you can go the second time, you can go. You basically have to picture four girls to have an orgasm the second time huh. it just wow. you can go that long so i used to keep it around when i whenever i was uh whenever something for, i, I call it, like, i call it the gentleman's secret right because whenever a like, challenge arose you were like i will take this challenge yeah yeah and i will I heard it's and like I, potentially not good for you to take it if it hasn't been prescribed because it can like fuck with your heart or whatever. well it does make your heart race but i got away from viagra years ago and i i do this uh can we talk about this? Is this? Am I letting out too many secrets here? No. But so. there's a there's a pill. There's Cialis. Yeah. Actually has what's called the daily Cialis, so that you take one a day, and oh, it's okay. for people that have erectile dysfunction, and 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 it's so it's a very low dose, very low thing, and I don't think it's even. I mean, it's like you're supposed to take it daily, so you build up. You know, it builds up this thing. But I take one of those and break it in half, uh-huh. and. Uh, yeah, rock and really? roll, baby. <laughs> rock wow, and roll. That's cool. It should change it to for people that love to party. Like, why aren't boner pills marketed as just like, hey, do you like to party? Yeah, but you don't. It's not like. And the weird thing about it is, it's not like you use you ever use those things. Like, you know, normal situation. You're not. You're not. You're not using it up. But let's say you got. You know, I'm almost fifty, dude. It's like, let's say you got a girl that's twenty three, twenty two. You know, it's like. You know, you want to impress. You know, <laughs> right. you, you want to show her age isn't just a nu- isn't a number. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, I know what I'm doing yeah. way more than any guy that's 25. Oh, you know, or 26. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm 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 okay. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Good like that. So half a Cialis. That's what half, you did. Half of a daily Cialis. You don't want to take half a regular Cialis because you'll walk around with an erection for four days. You Four days? You're exaggerating. I, I'm not. I mean, maybe a day. Maybe a day or two. That's insane. But I go to. It seems I, like it would just be painful after a few yeah. hours. But yeah. I go to this. You know, I go. I. You know, I'm older, so I go get the prostate exam every year. You have to get an exam. Right. And uh, my doc. doc in a couple. <laughs> my doc is the coolest doc in the world. I go. Yeah, any samples? He goes. Oh yeah, we got to gear you up for the. We got to gear you up for you. So I mean, he'll give me two packets of you know that'll last me a year. Oh great. 
that know, is the I don't buy, stuff. I don't like go out and buy. That probably costs a, for, a fortune. Yeah, but you know, uh, if you have listeners that ever want to get boner pills, go to the gas station Do and buy work? and buy the boner pill there. That's like five ninety nine or six ninety nine, whatever it is. They work like a charm. Really, they work like a charm. Huh? Yeah, they that's work crazy. like a charm. I'm telling you, man. I, I it's like. In a the, pinch, you were without a Cialis, and you were like, damn it. Yeah. You bought one of those weird packets right by the register. Yeah. Very happy. Huh. Very ecstatic. They look like they are one, a 100% scam. Not even a, not even a little bit. They're not like the even five-hour energy answer to your boner. Yeah. It's yeah. like, let's say, let's just say, for example, you're, you're going out on a date, and it's like, and you're, it's the first date, or the first, you know, you're, you know, you're gonna, you know, you're, you're pretty close to it's gonna happen, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, you wanna make it. I have to go to the restroom and freshen my dick. You wanna make, you wanna make a good impression. That, by the way, that's very important. You wanna make a good impression. I can tell you, I, when I, when I, when it's the first, when I've been dating a girl and we're about to sleep together, it's getting close, I have a tendency to get in my head. And yeah. worry about fucking how I'm gonna do, and I hope I'm good, and all these things. So, if in that situation I had a, a friendly pill, I would absolutely take it. Well, let's say for example you haven't had sex in a while. Let's yeah. say it's been a little while. Totally. Okay. And the inside of the vaginal cavity for you masters of sex fans, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, that little, that little tunnel right there. Yeah. Um, let's say it feels fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? the opposite problem. You're, you're like, just, like pop after like. Oh, 10 it's seconds. like you're like oh my god, this feels so fucking good. Yeah. And it's like and you need a little you know and it's like whoa whoa I gotta you know you gotta slow down. The those those little pills help a little bit at extending that that yeah. activity, and wow. you know because you don't want to get in there and it's like you know four pumps and you're like you know you're you're hanging out like going you may never get to sleep with her again exactly because she's gonna tell all her friends yeah how was he uh, quick oh uh, well maybe then it's like the second time is basically the new first time well we'll give him one more chance yeah. So if you're, but if you're good the first chance, you get, you get like, it get, gives you like three weeks. Yeah. I mean, I think most of your twenties, you worry about like, you worry about longevity, yeah, you know, right. or whatever, or you worry about the size of your dick, you know? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, and it's like, Jesus Christ, man. It's like, unless you got a little dick, you're yeah. golden, you know, <laughs> unless you've got like a little Asian dick, Jesus you know, Christ. no offense to Bobby Lee, <laughs> but um, no, but I'm just saying, but if you, but, but, I'm, but realistically, you know, right. it's like, if you're okay, you're fine, but you yeah. don't realize that until you're fucking 40, you know, cause right. chicks always make you, you know, oh, especially if you know how to eat pussy. Oh yeah. If you know how to do that, man, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, that's, that's important. That's ah. something anyone right now listening in your twenties, use this decade. Of your 20s. Well, how would you recommend they learn? To learn how to eat pussy. Lesbian you, porn? Oh, how do you recommend How do you they recommend learn? they learn? By going out and sleeping with girls? I don't know. <laughs> I, I would tell you that the best, the because be, there are girls, there's girls that like it soft. Mm-hmm. There's girls that like it hard. And there's, you know, and there's the, you know, the finger movement, you know, right, that you're going right. to use. There's girls that like you a feel little, like every girl's different. So there's really no. Every girl's different. And it's like, and you can kind of tell by um you know you can tell by how they move you know and it's like and if you're down there you know eating it like you're fucking looping up a bowl of fruit loops you know yeah <laughs> not yeah. you know and it's just like you're just down there to you know because you're going to pass the time it's like i love it 
like I it's my one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, it's great. You know, and it's like and all and it's like you sometimes girls they don't know what they like. Yeah. So you go down there and you just spend a little you got to spend some time. Yeah, you figure <laughs> just it out. realize that you're down you're going to be down there for a little while. Yeah. You know, and enjoy your time down there. Mm-hmm. You know, look around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Browse the sights, sounds, smells. Browse the stuff that's on sale, you know? There's yeah. some stuff that's going to be on sale down there. Yeah. Browse those things, you know? Yeah. Browse, look through. Go down to go down to the basement, you know? Put your finger in the basement once in yeah. a while. See how that feels. Sometimes like you really like like, like uh, there's there's a show the shows where those guys go like uh, go picking it was like uh, oh, yeah. American Pickers those yeah. type of shows it's like like they always say you gotta really really dig to find the treasures you do so you really gotta get in there it can't yeah. just be surface level just oh let me poke around a little bit oh I didn't find anything you really gotta get in there it's like you, when you want to find an apartment you gotta spend some time in the neighborhood you got to man yeah. you gotta get down there and, and once in a while and you'll find sometimes you know you go down to the garage and they're like you know, the garage is closed yeah. yeah you know we close the garage you know then you're like, oh, wow, I can't go to the garage. There's nothing in the garage for me there. Uh-huh. And then some girls are like, no, 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 that's a two-car garage. You can... Yeah. You, you can some you girls can. have garages that flood. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Have you ever been with a girl that was a... Uh, a squirter? No. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Is it really? I think I loved it. Porn is making that seem like it's way more common than yeah, I think that it is. Yeah, every girl should be doing it. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like I I was I was with a girl once that was and and she was so embarrassed by it. And I was like and I was like, "No, no, 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 don't be embarrassed. It's fantastic." And yeah, some girls think it's they're like it's not really it's like you're almost peeing or something. Yeah, it's not. And it's not and the one thing is is it's not as messy as everybody thinks it is. Yeah. It dries really fast. No well, I think guys are always looking for proof they're doing a good job, so I don't think girls realize that that's like, it's literal proof. It's liquid yeah. proof. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, I did it. I can tell because it's, it's on my sheets. It's proof. Yeah. And my, sh- and my walls and yeah. my pillowcases. <laughs> yeah, we have no problem with that. We're lo- we just want to know. We're, we want to know we did a good job. Yeah. Did I kill you? Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's all men want to know. We want to know we did it right. Yeah, know, I've never had that. I guess, I mean, it would be cool, I guess, but I'm not like, that's not on a list of mine. I don't well, I don't think you'd want to be married to to that because then you're, um, you know, then you're basically living on rubber sheets. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> your, con- your water bill's insane because you're always yeah. doing laundry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you also be terribly cognizant of when you didn't make it happen. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. you basically like taking baseball stats in your head. You're like, well, I'm batting 300 this, this year. Yeah, not good. Has it changed? Did it start to change after you, uh, like the kind of girls you went after, and the like the amount of times you were getting laid after you got sober? No, it didn't. No, I mean I think there was a period of time when when it got it was it was kind of weird. I got sober. I had a girlfriend for a little while, mm. and then and then I kind of had some fun for a while, and then you know then I had a girlfriend. You know, it was kind of like. No, it's... Um, Did it get hard to meet? Did you still meet girls in bars? Did you still yeah, go once to in bars? a while. Yeah, I still go to bars once in a while. I mean, I'm just at the age now where I don't go to bars because I don't... I'm just too old right. to go to bars. Yeah. Like, I, I was never... I never liked nightclubs even when I drank. Right. Like, club clubs, I don't like them. Yeah, I mean... And, and I just never got into them. Um, They're too loud for a funny guy. Um, They're a funny guy kryptonite. We yeah. can't win. And it's and it's just kind of like I'm not... I don't like to go out and dance, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's like that... Um, but, you know, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. It's so, I, I do find like now, especially like now I'm going, you know, now you're like going like, where do you meet, girl? You know, 
It's like I don't know. I don't. I don't think anybody has the answer to that. I, I don't yeah. think anybody really knows. You know, it's like, oh, you meet him in a yoga class, and it's like, oh, really? You really meet girls? Yeah, in a I find yoga like the, when you get when you start getting a little older, because you don't go to like bars and nightclubs at the same frequency as when you're 22 or 23. So it's like you do meet girls with uh, when you're getting involved in activities. So if you're into like yoga or CrossFit or you know right. hiking or you're into yeah. like you know anything, any activity, it's like it's in a group setting and you meet other humans and you already know, oh, we have one similar interest. And yeah, she's but cute. I, Let's but talk. I, I think the other side of it too is is look at us, we're all comics. We don't I, I can only speak for myself in this is that I don't go out really when I'm like when I spend so much time, you know, at night going to clubs, working, right. doing comedy shows. It's like when I'm not working, I really value my time at home. You don't want to go out. I don't want to go out. Yeah, and yeah. I'm very, very comfortable being alone. Like yeah. I don't, I'm not, I mean, sometimes lonely, but more often just alone and happy, you yeah, know? And, and it's like, and I find that I value that time. And I, I, I just think that it's like you meet them through, you meet girls through friends or you meet, you know, yeah, someone, yeah. you know, introduces you or, you know, and I find it rare that you meet a girl at a comedy club, you know, at, it's at a club to see a show. One, because, you know, I'm not the Bill Burr of the night or uh-huh. not the, you know, I'm not Chris D'Elia, you know, you know, one of these guys that the women are, are going to see. And it's like, and I think they're, their kind of mindset is like, oh, we, the guy that's on, you know, the show, you know, and it's like the TV, you know, they're kind of there, mm-hmm. kind of as fans, and you don't really want to go out with a fan, you know, I want to go out with someone I, I can have a shared interest in, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I want someone almost in a way that challenge me, challenges me or despises me, you know, in some, in some yeah. kind of a way. I definitely want someone smarter, is like a little smarter than me, someone, or, or someone that is smarter than me in areas, in other areas, so I can learn stuff. Yeah, well, everyone's smarter more. than me, so there's no, <laughs> that, that's, that's a that's given. That's why you have crushed so much butt. That, that's that, another reason, like, the opposites attract thing applies, because it keeps you interested. Yeah. Because if, like, if you're, say, you're a Republican, and you date a girl who's, like, a liberal... Like you're gonna be challenging each other a lot, if, especially if you're open to that, because she has a different set of values in yeah. a lot of ways, and you can learn from each other, as opposed I, to like dating someone who thinks the exact same way, likes the exact same things, you do yeah. everything together. Then it's like, what fun are you having? But I also find that when you date someone that's like to to the to certain um, certain extremes, especially in you know in, in values and morals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I find that it's very difficult because I find that that it's you know I've dated girls that were kind of on the you know the 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 very nice girl you know kind of thing and it's and uh-huh. it's like and I find it like I can't really be myself you know yeah, I, I've, and been, I, I've been through that you know it's yeah. like I can't really be I'm not I'm I'm not a, a filthy disgusting human being uh-huh. but I am not a G-rated you know person right. no all comics are a little bit dirtbag yeah we're i mean we're, we're disturbed, blue collar you know so we can't you know you're i can't have you be like offended right by shit yeah and i like and i and i think you know in our profession and, and you know we have a tendency to really like to make fun of people yeah and and have fun and i think that it's a um it's a bit of a judgmental thing that we have that not not necessarily that i'm shitting on that you know but it is you know it's it's a judgmental point of view one of our flaws i think is we judge every single moment that we go through in hopes right. to find something funny right we're looking for a joke all and it, to our own demise a lot of times socially is we have a tendency to look for the joke all the time 
And a lot of times I think, at least I do, I do it in at times where I shouldn't be looking for the joke. No, there's some, I've done stuff that's been very inappropriate or said something and it's like, oh shit. Oh. I have to tell yeah. myself like, now's not the time to make a joke out of what this situation is. Even yeah, if I'm, not necessarily that it's like bad or like at a funeral, but even like a, if, if people are enjoying something sincerely, it's not my job to be like, this is stupid. <laughs> like I shut up, let them enjoy it sincerely. They're, everyone's here enjoying it. With their wholeheartedness, it's not your. It's not their fault. You're like a sarcastic dick, so just right. zip it. Zip yeah, it. most people aren't constantly judging shit. Yeah, you're, you yeah. forget sometimes you're not around your comedian friends who are gonna not only laugh but join in and probably yeah. say worse shit. Right? Well, that's and, where and, we and, find and, joy. Yeah, and that goes back to your whole point about being with someone that's you really that like after the looks and after the sex because if you can't be yourself. And make that sarcastic comment that brings you pleasure, you know, because there's lots uh-huh. of times I said stuff that was completely inappropriate, but brought sheer pleasure and joy to myself, yeah. you know, that and it's like, and if you can't be that way in front of that person, your significant other person, then they're not the kind of person you want to be with. True. Yeah. You know, I just really, uh, that's one of my biggest things is like, I have a very dark sense of humor in some ways yeah. and, and, and my, and very perverse, I guess in a sure, weird, yeah. you know, yeah. one way to put it. I think all of us are the type of people to where it's like, look, I'm going to make a joke after the funeral in the car. Right. If you're not cool with that, we should like every yeah. funeral you and I go to for the rest of our lives. I will make a joke in the car. It's how I deal with life. Yeah, exactly. The level of compromise is you're like, I won't normally if you weren't here, if it was me and a buddy, we would make whispering jokes or make some stupid noise or something. And we'd make fun of it there. Oh, the level of compromise will be. I will respect it in public. and won't make a joke because you're not a comic and your set of, you know, values when it comes to senses of humor and what's appropriate are different. But when we get in the car yeah. or the next day, I'm going to be me about this yeah. and let it out a little bit and probably not as long as I would if you were my friend, <laughs> right. but four or five jokes and we'll wrap it up and move on. Well, in a weird way, you're saying you don't have to be held accountable to my sense of humor. Right. But when right. we're alone here, I can't not. It's me. This is me. Yeah. I was know just, it's a joke. Don't judge me for it. I'm not yeah. a terrible person. I thought of it. I don't want to keep it inside. (laughs) Yeah, I just went to a funeral last Sunday, and Mm -hmm. I was and I was there was three hundred people there, and I'm standing in the I was standing in that we're at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. It's three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. It's hot as fuck. Yeah, and everyone's in a black suit, and you know, and and I'm in I'm in just jeans and a t-shirt, and I was like, you know, look, and me and a buddy who's not he's he's like he's the funniest motherfucker i've ever met in my life who's not a comic Uh we just stood in the back and basically pop shots one after the other after the other after the other and it won it was my way of dealing with that awful situation right Mm -hmm. you know it was a good friend who who died of an overdose and it was like and i was very sad about it i was very bummed about it and and i was paying my respects to him and his family but at the same time i was in the back with my buddy and we were just burning every motherfucker that was you know yeah, like you know yeah. like to speech like somebody give a speech like oh jesus now he's going to talk about this and it's like oh really yeah. were you there were you really there for that <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you remember that yeah. you know and it's like and that was just our way of dealing with it but if i would have been standing as to anybody of you know that had any values at all yeah. would have been going you motherfuckers are going to burn in yeah. hell you're Both disrespectful in, oh so disrespectful and we'd have guys walk up that we knew and they would mm. come stand by us and they would stand there and then they would 
get a few laughs in and they would just kind of and then they would kind of move around yeah like i gotta get out of here yeah right, like right, they right. be in trouble my yeah. wife's gonna like, kill yeah, me exactly. that's enough i don't want to yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no it's how it's but that's un, that's an understanding thing i don't right. know but that's the kind of shit i don't think you realize till you're a little older to where you're like okay you have this like it's almost like a tick and like if you know if in a relationship you're like that's your tick and i don't let it i don't take it personally you're not shitting on me you're not it's a thing you it's a way you kind of interpret life and you get it out you interpret a situation like that you say the things you want to say and then you're done you don't like keep thinking about it you get it out of your system yeah and it goes away as opposed to like thinking about it and thinking about and leaving it in your head and having it come out another way yeah but it takes a person knowing you and being like like you know empathetic like no you have to say these jokes these this is how you think yeah inappropriate's good it is yeah Except for it. when it's actually inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> then it's even funnier. But it's like, yeah, you figure Then it's even out. funnier when it's really inappropriate. <laughs> right. When it's genuinely inappropriate. When it's like, genuinely inappropriate. A. That yeah. was fucking great. I got to write that shit down. To that witness it, especially. Yes. Like, always oh, good. Oh, that was inappropriate. You could laugh at it. Oh. Some things are so outlandish. You're like, fuck. Yeah. Like Max Greenfield was telling me he was driving home once and he saw a dude. had. T- he was completely naked. <laughs> yeah. He was on Highland. And he was jerking off, That's but like great. with his whole body, it was like a dance. Yeah, he was like chair humping, like it was like a comedian humping the chair, but he was jerking off. And he said most people's reaction wasn't horror; they were just like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Yeah, like wow, this and it was trafficy, so you couldn't like get away from it, and the <laughs> cops hadn't shown up yet, right. so you were just stuck looking at it. It was like, yeah, man, get it. <laughs> You're like, this is so ridiculous. That's great. Perfect. I, I good, saw a dude on, on the corner. Uh, of a street near me somewhere in my neighborhood, um, middle of the day, probably 2 p.m., uh, just pissing. Mm-hmm. And he was—he didn't look super homeless. He probably looked, I mean, he looked like he was a little crazy. But he was just sitting on a street corner and pissing onto a wall. And it was just like the trail was going between his legs. And he just he wasn't even looking around. He was just like standing there as if this is a totally fine place to urinate. Yeah. You're like, God, and I'll I saw it. it and I was like, man... That is so awesome. Yeah. You're like, I'll see you at the store later, Boone. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Is like coming from the comedy store, you're like, what? Yeah. What? That ain't even. But so many people would look at that and go, that's disgusting. How dare that person? I'm calling the police and they'd get upset. But yeah. it's like, I'm so glad I can look at that stuff and be like, dude, that's so hilarious. As that long as it's my not my sidewalk, day. I'm cool. There was that right, dude, right, right. Jason yeah. Ellis. He's a skater. He has a podcast. But he, he posted a video and it got on Huffington Post because he has a lot of Instagram followers. And it's just you hear it's it's of it's Sunset Boulevard by the car wash, and you just hear you hear someone go, Kill everybody. Everyone's gonna die. And then a guy runs by, it's a homeless guy. He's running mm-hmm. by and he's like, Kill everyone, I just wanna hurt. And he runs by and you see a cop in a car slowly following him because he's running <laughs> he's running in the middle of the street and then Jay, the guy turns the phone on himself he goes fucking LA and you're like yeah man but the, the, just the fact that today was the day the guy's like no fuck this he's just running through the street in the middle of the day screaming kill everyone I want to kill everyone the funniest part to me is that the cop was just slowly following that's, yeah. the, the cop, you know there's no pressing concern like we gotta take this guy down now no, to no, them it's like, like oh, oh that's Joe again yeah, yeah he's like oh man let's just get a little entertainment for ourselves for yeah, a couple like it was about noon they're like oh, the fire department's on the way so let's just yeah no this guy's like i'm gonna finish this tuna sandwich before i get my hands all exactly, dirty on, exactly, fucking, yeah. on fucking yeah. joe's coat there's yeah. no way they weren't just laughing in the car yeah just like oh man this guy's really on one huh huh yeah. this guy 
Yeah, that's the best. We have like we have high quality homeless in LA. They're well, they're theatrical. They're entertaining. They're the most entertaining homeless people. They're yeah. I, I have a weird, I have a weird relationship. I feel my, I felt myself for a while feeling really callous towards them for a little while, where I think like I'd maybe. I just gotten like more sick of it than normal, and I was. You go like, through those phases, yeah, and then, yeah. And, then it, and then it goes back up. Like it just depends on how often you have to go to Seven Eleven in a month. Yeah, because <laughs> right. it just depends on how often you have to deal with them in the front. Yeah. But it's like I remember I first moved here in '84, and I and I lived on Laurel Avenue right above Sunset between Hollywood and Sunset, and there was a homeless guy that slept in the alley between the apartment buildings. And it was, and I never really, it didn't really bother me. It was like really the first time I dealt with homeless people, you know. I grew up, you know, I didn't see that stuff growing up. And, um, and I remember it's like one day I was like, it was no big deal, it's no big deal. Then one day he was out there taking his shit. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I've had enough. Right, yeah. you, you can sleep there, but you can't shit here. Yeah. You got to go somewhere else to shit. And I yeah. fucking called, I called police and said, you got to get this fucking guy out of here, man. Yeah. He's fucking, you know, it's like, this is disgusting. And they got rid of him. But it's like, I remember, um, you know, it used to be Sunset Boulevard used to be the homeless and whore capital of the world. It used yeah. to be right on Fairfax and uh, really Fairfax there? and Sunset. Yeah, right in front of, right next to Sunset Car Wash, there was where Coffee Bean and all it is was. Uh-huh. I think it was a bank, and across the street was the Directors Guild. Yeah. Not the big building. There was just like one level little building was yeah. the Directors Guild, and all the hookers would hang out there. And at that time, I was living on Hayworth, right there behind the the yeah. bank. And I would get real stoned, and I would go out, and I would just talk to the hookers. Oh, really? Yeah, it was always so fun, because, hey, what are you doing, boy? You got yeah. some of that weed for us? And you'd yeah. smoke some weed with them, and you'd get high, and you'd just fucking That's laugh. hilarious. And they would, you know, and they would just pick, you know, they would they'd do the little walk, but they'd go across Fairfax. Uh. They'd go down by what was Blockbuster, but it, I didn't even think it was Blockbuster then. They didn't even have Blockbuster then, but there was, they'd walk down, and they'd walk back and forth, this little three-block thing. Yeah, and that's where they just fucking pick up guys and blow dudes in the cars. Wow! But yeah, when they when they tore down the director's guild and built the nice one, they got they got rid of it. In the, how in the many neighbor- how much weed did you exchange for blowjobs? I never did. I was always like I was always afraid of prostitutes. Really? Like yeah, they kind of still to this day like you know it, it it's it, it kind of like street walking prostitutes yeah, gross me. You out. don't know what's going on. Yeah, it, it gross. I could never. I could never pick up like a, a prostitute on the street, yeah. and like I just couldn't do it. I really couldn't do it. I mean, I I have a hard time. Like you know, you talk to a girl that's like you're like you've had you've had boyfriends before, right? You know, <laughs> it's you like you what? like you know a girl like you meet a girl now. It's like you know they slept with guys. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. you don't want to think about that. Right. I mean, you, know, you just don't want to. think. That's about never bugged me. No, I I mean you know you I, know, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't ask. I never I don't ask because oh, yeah, it doesn't. I mean. It doesn't really bother me either. Just don't talk to me about it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm not it, naive enough to think you that I'm the best. Like if a girl, but if a girl in casual conversation brings up an ex boyfriend, yeah, does that bug you? Um, no, no. It depends on the context. But like, don't talk to me about like sex stuff. Like, okay, here's yeah, a, here's exactly, the context. Exactly. Like you're about to sleep with her, and then you pull out your dick, and she's like, "Oh my god, my boyfriend had a similar one, but his was so much bigger." Oh my god, yeah, you the, you have the same. You have Jason's coloring, but lack the girth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. At that point, right. you go, "No, everything's fine. Just turn over," because that's the way I used to do my old girlfriend. Right. <laughs> yeah. Perfect yeah. response. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, part of me we're gonna fix this. Yeah. yeah. Part of me always thinks like, well. Like I don't want to know, and if if it was that great, you'd still be with him. So who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. That's that's a good way to look at it. But when guys are like, I never want to hear about an ex girlfriend. 
or when I'm sorry, if a guy says to a girl, I never want to hear about your ex boyfriends. Oh, I have no problem. That's always been so weird to me. Where it's like you know she's had them. Yeah, see that doesn't bother me, but I agree with Kevin. It's like I I have no problem hearing about the old boy or hearing about or even being friends with for that matter. It doesn't, right, right, but okay. the, none of that bothers me. I'm not. I really am not a jealous person anymore. That jealousy thing's kind of gone gone by the wayside yeah. now. Yeah. It doesn't bother me because it's like if you're gonna fuck, if you're gonna go fuck other dudes, then just go fuck other dudes. I don't want to hear about it. It's like I'll know. Like you know, you'll know when you're with someone. It's like if you're with someone you care about, and it's like you you know if they're fucking other people. Or like you, cheating you, on you. Yeah, yeah. It's you a response know. thing. Yeah. You get. I mean, if someone's really fired up about you, they text you back immediately. They're not like, oh, have plans, or they don't like. If someone's super fired up, they're not like sort of tired. Just want, like it's fucking obvious. You know when you're number one or number two or number three. Right. Yeah, and I and like I said, I don't really, I don't, I don't under no guys that any girl, you know, I've been with. Is, I'm the first guy they've been with, or the fifty. I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. It's just one of those things, like Kevin said, like I just don't want to hear about it. Yeah, I, it just like just like I wouldn't say to a girl, like, well. You know, well, Melanie sucks my dick way better. You know, you've got well, to, I mean, you've yeah, got to really, you've got to really pay attention to the balls like Melanie did. But say yeah. you, you met know? a girl that, and but you did hear how many guys she slept with in whatever circumstance. You're at a bar, she was just drunk, and she said it one day. Would that change your desire to like consider her as a girlfriend one day? If I, if I, if there was if the number was like seven guys, and then a different girl said thirty-seven guys. I don't really think so. I, I don't think that that part really bothers me because I've gone out with girls. You know, I've had girlfriends that were sober, you know, so you know that the before they got sober, yeah. they were a, a fucking train wreck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, there was, you know, you know, you hear. 50. Yeah, there was like, you know, I used to go out and drink and I never knew where I woke up. It's like, mm-hmm. so, you know, there was like, you know, a series of that shit. So that's never really bothered me. Yeah. Um, you know, I did date a girl. I did date a girl that was like I found out later had been a prostitute, and oh, that really yeah. was like ugh. Like it wasn't um, like a high end, like you know, yeah, website yeah. prostitute. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, nah, can't go there anymore because yeah, that kind of grossed me out. It I was don't like, think I could do that just because of the potential, like diseases and shit. Oh wait, I don't. Well, that that wasn't a factor, you know, because. That that didn't bother me because she I knew, well I knew some testing stuff. She was been to the doc. I was okay with like the the that part of it. You know, it was just the fact that she. It was just kind of like well, I'm saying if she's currently doing it, she no, had done she, it in her past. Or she had done it in her past. Oh yeah, then if she's gotten tested, yeah, you yeah, if she had done it in sure. her past, and I was just like, you know, that really just kind of I don't look at you in the same way now. I almost wonder where it's like I if I if I found that out, my worry would be like oh. Some emotional stuff's going to pop up in reference to that that's going to be troublesome. That doesn't go away. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, it's like it, it was kind of like I don't see you as the same person anymore. I don't care if you'd slept with 300 guys before uh-huh. that you did it for free because yeah. you were a nymph. I don't, I don't care about that. But the fact that you're willing to fuck a guy for $1,000 or whatever you're charging or whatever it is, that kind of changes my opinion of, your, of you as a person. Right. You know, but and you now I have no real interest in being with someone that would, you know. And the funny thing was, is is we had had conversations before about um, about that. Like I, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I kind of, and then it came up, and I was like, well, how would you feel if if I was, you know, if if I was, you know, 
sleeping with guys, with guys for money. She goes, what do you mean? I go, well, what if I was letting guys fuck me for money? Wouldn't that make, because we broke up over it, and I explained why. And she goes, well, she goes, you wouldn't do that. And I said, no, well, what if I did? She goes, well, that's not natural. And I go, well, it's not natural to go sleep with some dude you would never sleep with. How is it unnatural? Yeah, I, well, I know, but that's well, the whole yeah, thing. That's a whole other yeah. argument. But, but, that's like, but that's a different argument. But I yeah. just said, it's like, it's just the thing that, it was like this whole thing. I go, it's not any different. It's not any different if I went and slept with dudes for money than you sleeping with dudes for money. She goes, well, you wouldn't do that normally. And she goes, if you slept with girls for money, I wouldn't care. And I go, then why would it matter if I go, I'm, if I'm a whore, I'm a whore. You know, what difference does it make? It's just sex, as you're saying. It's just sex. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have any emotional thing. So I guess in our relationship is really nothing as well it just was a long it, it, it could be an out this could be a whole fucking conversation yeah but to me that thing really changed my mind and i go i'm out i can't i can't be with you because so it's just like a moral thing for you. it was a moral thing for right. me it was like i don't if she had slept with a thousand guys before and it's, it's, and it was all free i wouldn't give a shit so your morals sexually are fine if if a girl sleeps with a thousand dudes for no money but if she slept with one guy and charged him money, that's unacceptable. Exactly. That's really it's that's always been so interesting to me. Like, what's the difference between? Because you're still giving your body sexually to someone you don't care about. But what's the difference between charging that person and just doing it because you have low self-esteem? Because I think in a certain way, it's just what you said. It's like you're you're not giving. You're not you're not you're not going and giving it to someone you're charging for it. So you're basically saying that I'm putting a price on my pussy. Right. And my price for my pussy is a thousand bucks. So for a thousand bucks, any mother fat, disgusting But a girl that slept with a thousand a thousand people. Well a thousand people's a little over. But no, you still like arguably chose them and I think what he's saying is it makes it makes having do you feel like it makes having sex with her completely unspecial yeah. because Anyone can do it for the right amount of money. Whereas, even if she slept with a thousand dudes, she still met them and chose them. And like, but it some wasn't... girls don't really choose them. They just go, oh, "I'm going to get wasted," and that's the kind of attention guys give me. So I'm just going to do it. It's not really like I've selected this guy because he's great. It's like, no, I'm insecure and I need attention from guys, and guys love to fuck. So I'm going to spread my legs and let them fuck me. Yeah, but I, you know, I think I, I kind of think you don't really date those girls. <laughs> Anyway. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, it's I mean, like I kind of, you know, what I'm saying. It's like so. This was a person I thought had a at certain, least not during it. There's yeah, like a re, there's yeah. a reform period that you yeah. know because you have to think like if you meet a girl and you're dating her and she's great and bad and all this, she's sexually very liberated. There's a party that thinks like your early twenties, you might have just been fucking everybody, right? But it's like that's fine. I did the same thing. Yeah, there's yeah, no got, real like yeah. I've given, I've done enough stuff sexually. Where I'm arguably worse than a prostitute, but it, just meaning in the sense that they charge money to let people sleep with them, right? Because I've but, done things that are like where I'm like, if I respected myself more, I wouldn't do it. And arguably, people go like, prostitutes don't respect themselves because they charge money to let people fuck them. And I'm like, I've done way la- way more demeaning shit as far as self respect goes. Where I'm like. I don't like this girl. I don't even know her. I'm doing this because I'm insecure and I'm drunk and I don't like myself. It's like if I had more self-respect, 
I wouldn't have done it. But see, and at the me, same that's time, that's just as bad if you're going to have a but, moral but, but then dilemma you, but, with sex. But the moral and money. dilemma I have with it is here's a person that's that's sitting there and goes, "Okay, I'm going to take pictures of my vagina. I'm going to yeah. take all these photos. I'm going to make my little web page." There's a lot of steps involved. It's I'm going to put thing. this up here, and what I'm going to do is I'm saying, "Okay, here I am right. now by my pussy." Sure. And I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to do that. Whereas opposed to a girl that goes, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be a little liberal tonight. I'm going to have fun mm-hmm. and I'm going to get laid. And it's like, it, there's just a different... Is there also something to the fact that like someone who needs to work is like, she just couldn't like go get a job like anyone else? Like all of us are like, look, I'll go wait tables. It's like, nope, I'm too good for that. But I'll let any dude nail me. Yeah, I mean, it's just, there was just something about it. It's just me. You know, it's my, it's my own yeah. issue about it. But So you're saying that there's just a, for you, because I don't think the steps matter. It's like if more steps were involved, it's like if you're, if you have views on sexual morality, it's like you're either a whore or you're not. It's just the degrees of which you are. I wonder if that's like the... Because I, I have, like, I'm way liberal about that kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm, if I'm, you're a hooker or whatever, if you're a porn star, if you're a web cam person if you're what it's like do your thing make your money who gives a shit because i don't judge see, people on but the, see at the same but time I, I also have a line like i would not date someone who was like like an escort because for me that's like i don't want to catch anything there's no like porn's a different world for me but also in porn but also in porn a street hooker it's like no but, but also <laughs> in porn know. they choose their partners yeah they choose they, the they guys choose they who with. they're yeah. going to be with right, right i mean right. it's like and it's an industry that is, it's not. It's it's not randomly chosen. Oh, believe me, I know the way the wor- that world works. Well, well, I mean, okay, yeah. but I'm just saying. But there's, but this is a choice that they're making. Sure, it's it's under. I mean, they're being filmed in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's not. not a, get, you know. It's not getting three thousand dollars. Yeah. It's not getting three thousand dollars to meet some fat dude from Milwaukee sure, yeah, yeah. at the Beverly Hills Hotel and let him stick shit up your ass. Right. You know, I mean, because you have no, you have zero fucking morals mm-hmm. and self esteem, and you're basically saying that whatever you'll you'll do whatever they will pay you to do. Right. And I think that that is where I draw the line, and that's why I was like, no, I can't. That I'm done. That that. I have no interest in that person yeah. anymore. No, I want to have sex with an escort. <laughs> right. Well, I looked. Have you looked on this thing? Like, we, we, we were talking about this. My friend goes, well, yeah, there's hot girls on this website called eros.com. Been to yeah. it. That's where you find the porn ones. I'm always curious to the women that are adult actresses who also do escort work. Because it's like, if you, see, if you see one that's like your fave and you're like, all right, I have $1,500. Yeah, part of me doesn't even want to sleep with them. I just want to be in the same room with them for an hour. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, you She's know, like, all you want. Well, because that's really all you're going to get for fifteen hundred dollars. By the way, is be in the same room. <laughs> well, that's not what their little website says. I know. <laughs> right, but no, part of you's like, I. You want to be like, been a fan of you since the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, but yeah, I don't know. And I actually, you feel more confident in a woman that does porn because you know the degree to which they're tested. Yeah, they're tested so often. You're like, oh, you're way cleaner than just an escort, right? Yeah, yeah. I just, it's just, yeah. Prostitutes and, and escorts, not my, not my bag. I've never actually made the call. I'm just escort. so fascinated. I'm so fascinated because I'm such an uptight person. I'm so fascinated by those worlds. Yeah, because they're so far from my. Like you say, you're like, dude, I did. All, I was crazy in my twenties. I fucked a ton. I was like, I didn't. Yeah. So like, I'm just fascinated by people that have indulged. It fascinates me because even when I've tried to do it, 
I don't. I feel bad after. Yeah. Like I'm not capable. I'm kind of just at this point. I'm just emotionally not capable to engage in that sort of lifestyle. So I'm so fascinated by it and how it works and, and things like that. I think you should just send her a little message that says, "Hey, it's Lester from Masters of Sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to film this vag That's tonight. Perfect right. for my future. Get caught with an escort. Now's yeah. the perfect time. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. god. That'd be great PR. That would be the best, dude. <laughs> I mean horrible, but it might actually be okay because <laughs> of the content of the show. Yeah. I don't think it's going to hurt you, dude. I think you should yeah. give it a shot. And, and then you come re- on. press release, I'm just a method actor. Look, I got into the character the and the show did it to out. me. <laughs> show did it to not my fault. Yeah. Those scripts got in my heart. Yeah. yeah. Tough. Yeah. There you go. Poor Lester. That's funny. <laughs> um yeah, I find like um I find it to be the the level of prostitution doing uh, commercials is just as bad as selling your body sexually. What do you mean? Like if you have standards, let's say, your level of integrity, right? If you disagree with like the way corporations do things like politically and all these things, but you decide... I'm sitting right here. Yeah, right. I know. I've done them too. (laughs) You know, I've done plenty. Um but you decide to take the money and shut your integrity and your and swallow your standards and bury them with cash to me that's prostitution just the same i, I will tell but it's you it's just not sexual prostitution i'll give you a first hand example and of I that and th- hold on i think people have they judge sexual prostitution because uh you most people are ra- raised religious and you're taught to like shame sex and think of it in only certain ways where it's acceptable. And then when you grow up, all, you know, your, you, your views are become more liberal about it. But a lot of people still in the back of their heads, as religious as you're not as an adult, you still have that thing where like sex can't be X, Y, and Z. It's shameful in this way. You know, you can't sleep with too many people. If a girl sleeps with a lot of people, she's a whore. If a guy does it, he's not a whore. All those views, like, at least for me, come from being raised like religious where I was taught all these things. But then in my 20s, I just started, you know, doing whatever the fuck I wanted. And I was like, I'm not a terrible person for having slept with I don't even know how many women anymore. Right. I'm still the same guy. And like, you know, I mean, I don't do that as much anymore. No, you just wear tighter jeans and red wings and, and, right, yeah. and, and sex yeah. is way more shamed in America than other places. Sure. It's just it's a shame. It's a shame thing here. Well, yeah. I'm going to Amsterdam on Monday. So I'm, I'm looking to I'm going to see what the other side looks like. I mean, I did. An, an IBM campaign and I remember one time there was specifically we were shooting print ads and one of the print ads they were like alright we need to change some of the colors because this is for the Pentagon and I was like wait what and they were like yeah these are the servers they use to run the war right and I was like huh yeah. <laughs> like I don't love this war I don't like war in general right and I was like well this feels and it's not like they told me that ahead of time mm-hmm. like like they i had a red mug and all of a sudden the mug was gray and there was an american flag behind <laughs> right. me and you were like well this feels different uh-huh i took that money all day yeah straight up and but i was like huh i don't know like but all i will say there are things i turned down like i won't do i turned down a liquor thing someone asked i got an email they wanted me to do an art thing for a liquor company like would you do a mural sponsored right. by seagram's and i was like no Right. But yeah, it's, it is. It, but it's sex is just sex for some reason is put in the shame category in America specifically. Yeah, it's just like it's way more. Sh- I mean, you can show disgusting violence on TV, like j- even on network TV. 
Right. On like on NCIS shows and, and uh, all these shows, you can show a murdered body. You can show a woman that was raped and murdered. Yeah. But yeah. you can't show can't a show butt a crack. You can't show a nipple or a butt crack. You can show but, a male nipple. Can't but show don't you think that part of that has to do with the whole thing with sex is it's actual because sex actually involves physical contact. And it and, and it and involves so does violence. A, it involves an intimacy. Yes, but I'm talking so does about violence. I know, but I'm not. But not viewing violence doesn't. But in partaking in violence, yes, I agree 100. percent Most of the but, rationale for showing no sex on TV is it will desensitize people's standards, and kids will go out there and be fucking like crazy. But you can all. They also make the argument that the same thing happens with violence. You get desensitized to violence, yeah. And now people go out and commit more violence. I don't even know if that's considered true anymore. I think that was a thing they used to say about video games, right? But both rationales are: if you show too much of it, people will think it's super normal yeah. to go do extreme. And it's things. also like the sex thing is f- f- coming from a religious background that families and this like country has is that it's impure. People shouldn't be engaging in these activities and made to think that they're okay until they're married and procreating and so on and so forth. Sex isn't viewed as like, a recreation here. Yeah, showing see, I footage grew up, of yeah. a war for what's arguably news and inter- entertainment is just as fucking disgusting to me as like showing a sex scene on TV is to a lot of other people. I mean, boxing well, I and UFC... And yeah, I'm not saying that you do, but, but you know, yeah, people yeah, in general do yeah. make the distinction that like the violence is all right, but if you show one fucking blowjob before midnight on this fucking channel, I'm writing fucking letters. Yeah, you show murder all the time, which is very few people have committed murder. Mm-hmm. Most people have had oral sex. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about it, and no one's sports, hurt. <laughs> football, boxing, nobody's ever got hurt. <laughs> yeah, football, boxing, and mixed martial arts are just recreational. There's entertainment violence. Mm-hmm. So, but they won't let you have entertainment sex stuff on, especially network TV. Now, on say an extremely high quality television show like Master of Sex, <laughs> uh, that was overlooked by the Emmys, borderline criminally. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, then you can show more shit because it's like pay cable or whatever. Yeah, and actually, the show's about that thing. But yeah, that's just they're attached shame to sex in America because of religion, because of not even religion, because of Christian religion specifically. Ten Commandments, or you know, you, I mean, Islam does the same thing. Like, a, a yeah, lot but of in America, it's you know, it's a ten. Com- we're we're still a Ten Commandment country. Yeah, and sex is viewed lust to have to have lust in one's heart is still I have viewed lots as a, of. I have lots of lust. Yeah, still. I want my because lust. Could to you go. imagine if people thought that if people one day realized, like, oh, it's totally okay to just fuck whoever you want when you want and not feel like you're a scumbag about it. The the nuclear family would collapse, and just the foundations of Western civilization would eventually start to change. We're like, I don't need to get a job right out of college, get married, have kids, and create a middle class and sustain. I don't need to. I can do whatever well, the fuck I want. C- creating the lower class because there's very few middle class now that you know you can you can be that way. But I I think more and more today. I don't really believe that people think you have to get out of college, get married, and have kids. Yeah. I think that I think that has been debunked quite a bit. I agree, and, and I think yeah, that, that's, and I think that's that, changing that, that changed sure. more. You know, I think that changed drastically in the '70s. Not so much the '60s as as much as it did in the '70s when women started getting better jobs. Yeah, and they started getting breaking into fields that they weren't breaking into yeah. before. 
And I mean, it started in the 60s, and I think it really changed some in the 70s. In the 80s, it became the norm. In the 90s, it was kind of like, it was even put even on the forefront. Uh-huh. And I think now, I, I just, I don't think you think twice about, you know, a woman uh, having a position that a man has. I mean, right. or really, uh, or has had in the past. Next president's probably going to be a woman. Possibly. Pretty close. If the right candidate is. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Hillary's probably going to be the next president. I, I would hope you were right. Um, and, and I'm not a big fan of hers, but me I'm neither. Not, but there's there's no one on the Republican bench that's really good. I despise the right so bad, and it's not because I'm I'm of I'm not really a liberal, so to speak. I'm not of that you know that side. I'm, I don't go that that deep into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I have like my mom's boyfriend is is extremely right. It's very far right from Oklahoma, yeah. older, way right. I mean, further right than the Tea yeah. Party. I mean, that far right. Yeah. And I remember we were having an argument one day or, or a discussion, as he liked mm-hmm. to call it. And we were talking about, <laughs> you know, he was talking about how much he hates Obama and Obamacare. And Obamacare is such a fucking piece of shit, Obamacare. Yeah. And I sat down with him and I said, I said, let me tell you a story about a guy I go that used to pay $220 a month for disaster insurance. It was basically insurance. It was a $5,000 deductible that was like, it was ridiculous. You still had to go pay see your doctors, all this stuff. It was 220 a month. Basically, nothing was, it was if you got hit by a motorcycle, barely survived, and were on life support, they would keep you alive. <laughs> yeah. That was all it was good for. Yeah. And I said, and then, and then when Obamacare came around, got a plan that is an HMO, which is still plenty of doctors to choose from. And this guy got this doctor, and now he's got an unbelievable plan. He's got real health care, and he pays $22 a month for this health care. And he goes, that's impossible. And I go, it's me. Go fuck yourself. And I said, and here's the plan. Here's the proof. Boom! And he (laughs) still, still wouldn't buy it. Yeah. It's still, that's how far right they go. That's how far, that's where I think that the right is in America today. That you can prove it works. You can show that it works. And it, because I don't make a lot of money. You know, I, I'm, I'm in that category where I make, you know, I make little money. Yeah. Like a, a big health catastrophe could ruin your financial life 100 percent ruin my i mean yeah. <clears throat> i mean it's to the point could where bankrupt you it's we're going to the it's like we're going to get you know i'm turning 50 this year and i have to get a, a colonoscopy and it's like and, I, and and the fact is i can't afford one mm-hmm. you yeah. know if you uh, my other plan it was you know two thousand dollars you know my new plan it's 75 dollars yeah and Damn. it's like i can afford to make sure i don't have cancer yeah for 75 dollars Whereas I can just roll the fucking yeah, that dice. That sounds like a great way to run America. Yeah, you know? <laughs> doesn't it? Well, also I mean, the cost awesome. the cost of a non-insured person treating cancer is through the fucking roof. Well, so, most people don't even they just die. Yeah, they just show up when it's too late. Yeah, but they also just die. In, then you're in the ICU, and that care, especially when you can't pay for it, costs a fortune. And that's what the notion of healthcare is. If you prevent that stuff, you're actually saving everyone money. And we keep talking about these guys. You know, we always talk. They always keep saying, "Well, the you know the, that that five percent that pays that five percent are the guys that are making." You've got a guy at a company at a bank that is fucking us all over ten ways to Sunday. Yeah. Who's getting a ten million dollar bonus? Yeah, and the, the notion that these guys, when you're at that pay level. You have figured out a way to barely pay any taxes. You pay nothing. They're so like, well, they're covering. It's like, yeah, you know why? Because they are at a level where they're able to find loopholes 
to where they're paying nothing anyway. So fuck yourself. Yeah, and they keep talking about the small business can't afford, you know, can't afford to pay their employees. They can't afford to insure their employees. Yes, they can. They can. And it's been and the thing is is that it's been documented proof after proof after proof that this actually will work, that this Obamacare actually will work. I mean, our healthcare system has taken years to got to crumble as it's crumbled as yeah. bad as it is. I remember, I mean, you know, I'm older, so I remember growing up when you could go to the doctor and it was $50 for a visit. And, you know, you went to the dentist and you could afford to go to the dentist and you could afford to go to these things. And it's like, or if you were in the hospital, you know, God forbid you ever had to go to the hospital emergency room, you know, it, an aspirin wasn't $25, which is a fact. Yeah. An aspirin, one aspirin is $25. And it's like, it's where did it get to that level? Yeah, where there's a Seven Eleven on the corner from the hospital where a bottle of aspirin is six dollars. You could get yeah. all the aspirin in a Seven Eleven for twenty five dollars, <laughs> right? And, and, but like, I'm you just, just saying, bought us out, dude. Like, why do you need that much? It's escalated to the point where now, and and it's not just healthcare. There's a million things that are like that in this country mm-hmm. that have gotten to the point where it's just it's gotten ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, your gas bill, your fucking gas bill in your house. You know, I was gone for a month. And, and they sent me a gas bill. You know, I got the gas bill, and I went, I go, why is my gas bill higher this month than last month? And they go, well, we estimate your gas go. I go, well, just so you know, don't estimate my gas bill. I go, come read my fucking meter, because I was gone all month, and there's no way that my gas bill's higher this month than it was last month yeah. when I wasn't there. I was never there. I go, my pilot light does not cost $46 a month to fucking <laughs> wow. heat my fucking house. Yeah. And they go, well, your water heater recycles and heats the water in your house. And it was just like this whole thing. It's the like water either. Exactly. <laughs> the whole thing is, is it's a. What do you do about it? What can you do? That's There's the problem, nothing yeah. you can do. Yeah. Time Warner's been charging me six dollars a month. I just found out to rent the modem I have. My my buddy texted me and goes, "You know, Time Warner is charging everyone six dollars a month to rent a modem when you can just go buy your own modem and use that." Oh, but they don't tell you, and they just do it. So I'm like calculating in my head as I was starting to figure out how long have I had Time Warner internet and how much. And then I was like, you know what? Don't even figure out the number because there's nothing you can do except get mad. Oh, I had I had sparklets water. Sparklets water used to deliver, you know, deliver to my house, and they have a, they they gave me a container yeah. to dispense the water out of. Not a refrigerated container, a clay fucking pot that sits there on fucking wood stands yeah. that sits there. They've been charging me nine dollars a month. For the last two years for that uh, pot. Well, service fees are the new way. To, like Bank of America, I saw a stat. Bank of America now makes more money off service charges than they do off of anything else. So they make more off that out than home loans or anything. They're like 80% of their revenue comes from service charges. Well, like, this was the great thing is I go, how much does it cost to buy it? They go, $16. If you pay a $16 <laughs> fee, you can yeah. buy the thing. And I said, what? And I go, Come pick up every fucking bottle of water that you know, I go. I I can't, I'm canceling this fuck. I go. You've been fucking me yeah. for a year. I've paid nine. I've paid like four hundred dollars for this clay yeah. pot. It's the bury everything in the fine. That's the best yeah. strategy any company ever. Whoever invented the other side of your bill. Yeah. is a genius. They're like, yeah. guess what? They're never. We're gonna hide it in here. We're gonna make it hard to read. No one's ever gonna read it. Yeah. Have we rambled for well for more at an hour and a half? Oh, we know that 2016 courts voting for Obama, even though he's not running. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> four more years. I got it. If, if he's going to write in Obama, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Real win. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, let's hope you're right. But she has the most money. 
But then you got those, you know, who's on the right now? Who's who's over there now? There's no, I mean, she's going to run against uh, the Christy dude. or she'll run. Well, Christy's getting it's way a tough too time. early to tell. It's uh, the no Marco Rubio. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like I'm not in, in that in touch with politics, but I love that there was a thing on the other day they were talking about. I saw some. It's one of these websites that debunks like Fox News, mm-hmm. and yeah. they had actually so put the on, other news, the, the rest of the news. Well, but they but they did they did a, a thing where they did all these stories. So they picked they picked the, the same amount whatever amount of stories from MSNBC, CNN. Um, Fox News, um, uh, whatever the different ones they chose from. Mm-hmm. And it basically was Fox News that only 8% of what they report is actually a true fact. <laughs> that, that, and, and, and MSNBC was like at, at 18%. Yeah. Because what they did was what is, a, what is a real, what is a fact, what is slightly true, what is, you know, blah, 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 and then what is 100% false, and it was like, and and they had, and they were so fucking far off that they were so worse than anybody else. But Fox News, like eight percent of what they report is actual fact. That's hilarious. There's like eighteen percent is slightly true. Yeah. And there was like, and it was like thirty eight percent of what they reported was one hundred percent false. Yeah. Like there was absolutely they no re- truth. They report things like 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 nineteen eighty Star Magazine is Tom Cruise an alien? Like just high, they stick a question oh. mark at the end of it. Yeah. 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 It's just it's so crazy. And um, and it's so hard because you don't know. I mean, where do you really, you know, where do you follow, you know, where do you follow anything from? Where do you it's get really your facts? It's really hard to get. It's international re- news is usually international more, news is pretty good. The Guardian, but honest. it's really hard to get. But it's still, but it's still even. Believe it or not, Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera is actually pretty good. Al yeah. Jazeera, yeah. but Al Jazeera is owned by fucking uh it's owned by a um fox news no (laughs) i want to say something like that though it's owned it's owned by an it's not owned by um i want to say it's bbc bbc might own al jazeera i think bbc owns al jazeera but i mean bbc is good i mean beats anything in the states man but the weird thing is even guardian is is a little fucking suede left i mean you're gonna they all go one way or another they're all like supported by money it's like there's no it's like the new york times is arguably considered the best paper but it's very left it's very left i mean there's there's i mean you just aren't gonna find and usa today is usa today is just a it's just a commercial it's a coloring book. Yeah, it's a coloring book. There's yeah. nothing. Wall Street real. Journal is very fact based but right leaning. But it's it's I don't know so what the it's hard. Post. considered fairly center. I, no, the Wall, Wall Street, Street Journal, Journal is right centered. Their news report, their journalism is considered center, but then what about, obviously financials and that stuff. I feel is like, like the Washington Post is kind of right in the middle there. But and, and but I, again, I think you've also got, you know, it's like but where do Left you where do you go? I mean, it's like you can't really, you know, it's like do you want to find out like do you look at documentaries to find out now and even those are kind of swayed, you know, they're even kind of got yeah. a they have a point of view. Everyone has a, a tilt. You know, everyone has a little tilt and it's so it's kind of interesting to like when you see something that's just kind of really fact-based. Um I saw a great documentary um that was uh, one of my one of my very favorites I've ever seen. It's called Hot Coffee, and uh, if you've seen this, great right this now. this documentary is ba- <laughs> it's all about um, tort reform, okay. and it's all about tort reform in the United States. And it's in the it's based the title is based. Oh off yeah, of, I know this. Uh, the McDonald's coffee spill. Oh right. And they and they really debunk like this whole thing because when people think about the the McDonald's coffee spill. They think that this old woman went to the drive-through McDonald's, got some coffee, 
burned herself a little bit, and then sued for $10 million, mm-hmm. which is not at all what happened. No. You know, and that's what started tort reform. She dumped molten lava on her genitals and fucking melted them. She almost died. Yeah, I've seen pictures. Yeah. She almost died. She literally, she wasn't driving the car. No. Her nephew was driving the car. They were parked. When, and, and the thing was is she actually went to McDonald's after she was in the hospital getting skin grafts and almost dying at her age because she almost died from these burns. Yeah. And she went to McDonald's and she said, listen, my bills are up are getting up to like $75,000. And she goes, we would really appreciate it if you guys would pay half of the medical bills. You know, we realize that we are at some fault here. Mm-hmm. We would we would appreciate you paying for half of the medical bills. And they go, go fuck yourself. Yeah, they're like, here's a coupon for a free Happy Meal. Get and the best here. part was is they went and they, and so then they sued them, mm-hmm. you know, and then they fi- find out that there are over 800 reported cases of third degree burns or worse right. reported b- by, by McDonald's coffee spills. Mm-hmm. And in their manual, it demands that the coffee be at this ridiculously hot molten yeah, lava like temperature degrees that they demanded it be that hot yeah. and cause and literally were the ones that caused this woman to do this. But it goes into that being one case of why we can't, you know, why you can't sue. You know, there's so many lawsuits in the world. We talk about there's being so many lawsuits and there are, there's, you know, so many people with frivolous lawsuits all over the world. But there are some that, like, you know, a woman was gang raped in, uh, you know, in Iraq. You know, did you see this? this? No, but I read about it. This woman was in the military and was gang raped in Iraq by these military guys. She was working for Halliburton. Yeah. Mm. And she was gang raped. And then she was put into one of those, like, holding, like, those, like, train cars, those holding things. Yeah. And she was left there. And they tried to bury it. And then because she signed this thing, she can't sue. Right. But not only she can she not sue, she can't even get those guys prosecuted for rape. Yeah. Wow. So they basically they're just, just it's forced arbitration. Yeah, they're just raping people. Yeah. <laughs> right. And no one can do you anything about it. You basically give up your right to trial. You say that you'll would anything that happen literally anything that happens to you mm. will be will can be decided by an arbitrator. Arbitrators are hired by the corporations you work for. Right, right. I sued Verizon and this is why I lost. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. So, but this is like one of those things where the documentaries. This was just this was not this was not a left side. This was not a right side. It was basically they went through the law, the bylaws, and what tort reform was, and they did this whole thing, and they talked about frivolous lawsuits and they talked about this stuff. But they went in and it was like, yeah, but you look at your cell phone bill. You can't sue your you know your cell phone company. You know, we talk about these, you know, cancerous effects. You goes, don't sign. Good luck. When you, you don't even have to sign your contract and your cell phone uh, contract. The minute you hit talk on your first call, yeah. you have, agree, you have you, agreed, you have to agreed to all the things. You've agreed to everything. Yeah. You've agreed to all the terms and conditions. Well, the and, real moral of the story of, of that uh, documentary is that you should get your coffee from local coffee shops that use <laughs> organic fair trade, you know, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. beans from places like Costa Rica. And, yeah. Go to a hipster coffee yeah, shop. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's what we've learned. They right. sell pomade too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we gotta go, we gotta wrap this up. Hour hour thirty three. It's pretty good. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I thank yeah, you for the really air good conversation. No one thought we were going to go from learning how to finger a butt to tort reform. Yeah, yeah. No one saw that. But that's coming. fun. That's <laughs> how a conversation would if we were just all three of us hanging out at the fucking store or wherever. Right. We would have talked about the same shit. You guys exactly. were just on the yeah. porch of the comedy store. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yes. yes. Thanks again for doing this, thanks dude. For it. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks so much. Where do we for follow you on Twitter? 
uh, at Court McCown. Okay. C O R T M C C O W N. Okay. Same CourtMcCown.com. Got Twitter, Instagram, all that on there. Just go to the website. Everything's up. And oh, then, cool. uh, you know, our All Things Comedy buddies. Fuck yeah, man. ATC. Yeah. Um, insensitivity training, me and Joe Bartnick. Uh, we've had the great Nick Youssef. Soon we've got to have Leslie from Masters of uh, Lester from Masters of Sex. <laughs> Work on his character name. <laughs> yes. Hey, listen, buddy. Uh, I am. I fucking love you on that show. You're gonna love you the second a, season. It's a banger. You do an amazingly great job. Thank you. And um, and you're gonna introduce me to your your friend. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> or I'm gonna go pee on your fucking sidewalk. <laughs> That's <laughs> like a good Boone threat. Or. All right. Excuse thanks again, dude. Thanks, brother.